0: Hello, this is Donna Reich, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Wondering Wednesday, a Character, Inc. podcast in which I answer questions about language arts, writing, parenting, homeschooling, and more. This week, a reader posed a question about taking her day from chaos to controlled. That is, taking her day from lots of un- known times and situations to something that her children can know what is happening and what is taking place and what's coming next and so on and so forth and she can know as well I have a three part um episode of a homeschooling workshop called scheduling um scheduling, organizing, and prioritizing. It's actually not in that order. It's actually prioritizing, organizing, and scheduling. And, um, so I spend an hour on each of those things. So I'm going to try to reduce some of those tips down into a short podcast episode in which I answer some questions for this gal about taking her day from chaos to routine. First of all, um, the, the best advice I can give just right off the bat is to not try to change everything at one time. To not look at the whole day and say, okay, this is what I want my day to look like. Make out this big, long schedule, post it somewhere, put it on pretty paper, and so on and so forth, and think that that entire schedule is going to start taking place um, next week or the Monday that you begin school or tomorrow, whatever the case may be. Um, While it's nice to think big, and we do want to have big goals, and um, we do want to eventually get to the point where we have the kind of day that we want to have as homeschooling moms, but at the same time, it's not feasible to just turn our day from chaos one day to perfection the next. Um, Not that you'll ever really have perfection, but you will... Uh, definitely be able to to get some things under your belt and get better and better at scheduling and organizing and so forth. So um, I do talk about some of this on some other podcast episodes. I'm going to have some links here in the handout for you, both links uh, to podcast episodes such as uh, creating chore schedules and becoming an efficiency expert. All of those things come together to make the routine day or to make the well-planned day. Um, and also, in addition to the podcast episode, some other links to blog posts. Because I talk a lot about all of the areas that I'm going to be describing here today. I talk about those in a lot of uh, pod, blog posts as well. So um, from uh, different uh, chore age-specific chores to um, training small children to sit and listen to you read, um, all the way to freezer meals and efficiency in the kitchen. So so there are a lot of things that, that can come together, uh, and I hope that you will follow some of those links and check out the Character Inca blog for more help in each specific area. I do want to say that um, many women think, well, I'm just not organized, or I'm just not a scheduled person, or I'm not good at that, and so they get down on themselves maybe they give up um, entirely on trying to to run their day well and um, to that I would just say you know we get better and better and better at whatever we do I talk about this a lot in the uh, becoming an efficiency expert and the golden 10,000 hour mark that Malcolm Gladwell talks about in his books um, one of his books, Outliers, but the the ten thousand hour mark in which you become an expert at something, and so I just, especially for young moms, you have a lot of years ahead of you um, to parent if you're homeschooling, to homeschool, to raise children, to manage a home. And you have a lot of opportunities to get better and better and better at it. And so in, in, for, for those uh, situations, I would say to stop saying that I'm not good at organizing or I'm not good at scheduling or I'm not good at managing my day. And instead, try to take baby steps to get better. Try to get the tools that you need to go through blogs such as Character Inc. and other helpful blogs, that, uh, the Get Organized Wizard—not um, homeschool specific, but definitely very organized specific—other um, blogs that where you can just go step by step and say, you know what, I might not be as good at this as I want to be, but I know that with practice, with knowledge, and with repetition. I can get better at these things. So my first thing is uh, to not plan too much and to uh, not try to do everything tomorrow. And then also to practice and to get better at the things that you want to get better at. Um, So without further ado, turning your day from chaos to routine. First of all, uh, you need to consider your situation. We have a tendency to to think in broad generalities. I want my day to look like this, and you might be looking at somebody who has a completely different family dynamic than you have. So you need to consider your situation. First, your ages of the children who are in school. How much one-on-one time do they need? How much small group work do they need? How much independent work are they capable of? How old are your kids that you're going to be trying to manage a day with? Next is training of children in school. The ones who are in school, how well do they work independently? How much help do they need? How much can they help you and the family, um, in chores and following through things by themselves and being independent? Uh, That training—it's not just the ages, because you could have a ten-year-old who can fix lunch every day and clean it up and just you know really be a big help to the family, or you can have a ten-year-old who can't even do a morning routine yet. And so um, it's not necessarily just the ages, but also the, the training of the children who are in school. Babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. I love babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. I must have three podcast episodes in the last four months about babies and toddlers and preschoolers, maybe even five or six if you count like readiness to learn to read and so forth so check out some of those podcast episodes if you have littles because I adore littles and I have a lot to say about them because we can enjoy them and we can love our days with them but it also is something to consider in your situation how many babies toddlers and preschoolers their needs whether you have uh, created a child run home in which the toddlers ate to eight months to 36 months run the home or whether those littles have learned to fit into your family schedule and and they're a part of what you do as opposed to the whole uh, household revolving around them work outside the home or work at home above and beyond homemaking and homeschooling this is really important because you especially cannot compare your schedule your day your time as a homeschooling mom and a homemaker somebody else who does not have the same demands you have in terms of sick relatives, sick parents, parents who are nearby who need your help, working outside the home, um, working at home, uh, above and beyond your homemaking, homeschooling, those are huge, huge factors. And, um, you know, if you work 20 hours a week, then you absolutely cannot look at somebody else. Who does not have to work 20 hours a week on their job, above and beyond homeschooling and homemaking? You, that person has 20 more hours a week to manage your home than you do, and so um, that's super, super crucial. I found that out even just in the last, you know, five years, really going from, um, you know, part-time work. Part-time writing, part-time teaching, and so forth, and gradually weaning myself away from homeschooling as my youngest has started college now during his last couple of years of high school, and working full-time basically. Uh, it is most of it is in my home, but it's still the same idea. I have so many, so much fewer hours than my friends who are also retiring from homeschooling, but do not work. Um, for uh, income in a regular basis, um, or for ministry even too. Type of teacher and home manager, home manager you would be if you could be. So, um, you know what? If you had your ideal situation, would you have a loose schedule? Would you be extremely structured? Would you, you know, go minute by minute? You know, how would you run your day if it were a perfect world? Uh, The number of children total, this is also important um, in addition to their ages, but also the total number, because if you have three children, that's one scenario. If you have seven, you have children in in high-need situations more often at the same time than you do with fewer children. So, you know, a person who has three children might only have one child learning to read, at one time but the person who has seven children might have somebody learning to potty somebody learning to read somebody learning to drive and somebody who needs a lot of help you know maybe learning to write or with math or or other um really demanding uh time periods of the students lives so um and then also with the number of children total that all and again, goes back to the training, giving you the total number of helpers that you might have and how well they work around the home, how well they work on their own school, um, how uh, dependable, responsible, and diligent they are. And then lastly, special circumstances. You know, is your husband home during the day? And then that, you know, that makes you have a completely different schedule or different needs and demands that are being made. Um food sensitivities. I know some gals who have to cook one to two hours a day and I know other gals who can just, you know, 30 minutes have a meal prepared for the evening and then just have cereal and cold meat, you know, during the day. So those special circumstances also need to be considered. So I hope that that if nothing else through this, considering your situation, that you will look and say, you know what, my situation is really unique and these are the things that I need to consider and not just jump into, you know, trying to mimic somebody else's schedule or trying to have this ideal in your mind that you can't achieve either because that can be really, really discouraging. All right, the next thing I recommend is that you think in terms of time blocks, not minutes or even hours. As a matter of fact, I would go so far as to say don't even worry about your starting time. I know um, I'm a very scheduled person, and uh, so... That used to be a really big deal to me. That it started at I started at a certain time. By this time I was here. By this time I was here. And it was until I really started uh, embracing the time blocks and not even worrying whether I started at 7.30 today and 9 o'clock the next day because I was up with a sick child in the night or, or whatever, or we were out late last night or whatever it might be. Time blocks free you from thinking in terms of of a clock in terms of I have to start it by now, oh no I'm late because time blocks are blocks of time whether they're 60 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever they might be in which you're going to put things in to your schedule during that time but you're not going to worry about what time it starts you're not going to worry about you know if you're starting the same exact time every day or whatever, so with blocks then i you get it in your head okay this is my x block my morning block my early morning block my mid morning block whatever that might be i have some suggestions here in the handout for example an early morning block and maybe you don't have an early morning block i didn't have a i mean when i think of an early morning block i think of these people who you know have this 6 to 8 block you know i had more like a 7:30 to 9:30 block you know um i i was not an early riser i'm still not an early riser and so um sometimes my kids throughout the years have been early risers and they've gotten up with their dad um and they've done some things with him before he goes to work, um, many for many years, and then they would come back and take a nap and then really by the time they were ready to get up, I was ready to get up. So anyway. Um but, you know, I'm that's that's how I'm wired and I'm not embarrassed by it and I'm not like, oh wow, I I go to sleep at, you know, eleven I go to sleep at twelve and I don't get up until seven thirty, I'm a terrible person. You know it's, it's all about what works for you, and when you embrace what works for you, suddenly the other things don't matter as much, and you don't get this, you know, defeated feeling. So the blocks, when you think about the blocks, the early morning block, that was always my morning routine block, my first chore session, my breakfast, my breakfast cleanup, and then my next block, my mid-morning block, was my together time. Now... We're in the middle of summer right now, and I often get asked when summer comes, you know, what did you do in the summer? How did you arrange your days and stuff so that your kids weren't, you know, on media too much, on electronics too much? Well, first of all, we didn't have all those electronics, and even to this very day, um, nobody in our household under 18 has ever had really anything to speak of. I mean, they don't even have computers. They don't have uh, iPads or our iPods where they get online. We just, we just have never done any of that stuff. So it's never any big deal. We don't spend a lot of money on that kind of stuff. And, um, we like to, we like to, um, really oversee our children more than what those would let us, let us do. But, you know, now you're going into a different time period now where it's almost needed to always, um, have access to the internet and stuff when you're, Doing research and so forth, and there are other articles about that in other places. I even have a couple on the blog about that too. But um, I, one of the things that I did that I am, one of the one of the things I have done that I am the most proud of um, through the years is that for 25 years we had the exact same one to two hour morning schedule, usually closer to two hour morning schedule, every single day, 360 days a year or whatever. That is that we always had this early morning block and the mid morning block. We always did it that way. Even when I used to count time instead of blocks. We still did it that way. We did morning routines. We did our first chore session. We did breakfast. We did breakfast cleanup. We read aloud together. That was our morning, and it didn't matter whether we were doing school in February or we were on Christmas break in December or some in the summer, uh, summer break. It didn't matter. That was our life. And we started it at different times. Sometimes we started it really early. Sometimes we started it a little bit later in the day, but we always did the same thing. And this just really developed a lot of great habits in my kids, to where you know they all have morning routines as adults, um, that they that they complete, and before they go to work and, and so on. And and my daughter now with her little one year old morning routine, it's a morning you know these things get done first thing. Um, so the the blocks were able, they were they allowed me to become efficient and to have the quote-unquote schedule that I dreamed of without having to be so um, bent on certain times. So there are some suggestions for blocks as you can see there Um, but again that's going to be based on what works for you. I want to give you some big picture scheduling tips. Just some things to consider when you're trying to put all this together and you're trying to take your day from chaos to routine. The first big picture scheduling tip is when can you work with your kids on school? This is important. If you have babies and toddlers who take good naps, but other than that, they really don't allow you to sit down very well and work with your other children one-on-one, then you're going to have to use nap times in order to get those important uh, sessions in with your your one-on-one sessions in with your kids. So when can you do that? That's going to be a big factor in where that falls in your schedule. Next, what? Uh, with that, the least interrupted times for tutoring sessions. Third, chore schedules and sessions in place. Um, I have, a, a, like I said, an entire podcast episode about uh, chore scheduling and how to do that and how to put those in place and make uh, chore sessions a reality for you. Um, you're going to see here in just a little bit the, the, the order that I would recommend. One of the very first things is to get the chore schedule down. Get it so that everybody is contributing to the daily life of the family so that things run smoothly. If you're a mom who does all the dishes, all the trash, all the pickup of the house, all the meals, all the cleaning, um, all the laundry, then um, you're going to have a really hard time making things fall in routine because too much falls on you and it's just, there are, time is like money. Once it's out, it's out. And it's not like you can just snap your fingers and create more of it. So um, anyway, chore schedules and sessions in place, really big, important, big picture scheduling tip. Independent work lists for kids. Again, I'm going to put some links to these. But um, one of the best things you can do, even if you only have preschoolers right now, is to get an independent work list for each child every day. Uh, we had them for our little kids. They were pictures. They had a picture of Lego time on their chart. They had a picture of a uh, talking book and tape set time. They had a picture of their Geo Safari uh, little computer lap game. When on the computer, it was on a little device that they held on their laps. Um, but now you could you know do a computer uh, computer game learning game. Um, you know whatever those things are that you want them to do independently. Start it when they're young and get them so that every day they have their independent work list. Every day they have to complete this list before they have free time. Um, consider whether you're going to let your teens determine their own schedule. You can definitely um, let teenagers plan how the order that they want to do their school if they are responsible. And if they've proven themselves, uh, I recommend that because just like you can figure out what works best for you, your kids can start to, too. It's an important study skill that they need to take into college. But if they're not able to do that, then you're going to have to determine the schedule for them and then gradually say, as you show yourself responsible, then, you know, I'll let you tweak this a little bit and, and we can meet again and you can tell me what you want to change and we'll consider that. What time do you want to be done each day? And again, that's also will come into play If your husband is around, if he's home early, you know, if you eat early supper, you eat late supper, dinner, whatever that might be. Um, If you go to work, second shift, whatever. Beware of overscheduling. Just like I mentioned before, time is like money. Once it's gone, it's gone. So this is what you can do within the time limit that you have. And being uh, realistic about that will help you be much more successful in getting a routine down uh, Meeting all together Anytime So we always had a Read aloud time Bible Unit studies And so forth It's really important to me And um, That happened no matter what And so um, You know If that's something That's big to you Then that needs to fall Fairly early In your day Or during naps In the afternoon Whatever It's one of those things That you're going to want To prioritize Um Attach important things to the things that are already in your schedule. So in other words, if your kids already eat breakfast, then say, OK, now we're going to add a chore session for 20 minutes before breakfast. At lunch, we're going to have a history reading. I'm going to read to you from William Bennett's uh, The American Patriot Handbook every lunch, You know, whatever it might be, attaching things to things that are already in your schedule. Uh, consider tutoring sessions rather than daily meetings. Generally speaking, a new reader will need read with twice a day, and his phonics lesson every day. But a lot of other things you can meet in more blocks. So you could have, like, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, language arts meetings and uh, history meetings with your kids, and Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, math and science meetings or whatever. Um, Consider how that, that will work for you, and if that can help... Eliminate a lot of the time where, a lot, just like in school, they spend so much time going from class to class, going from teacher to teacher, you know, a, t- a change in time frame, a change in the schedule. That has a big impact on how much time is eaten up in, in those things. And the same thing is true at home. By having tutoring sessions, I found that I had more control. We have to meet. We will meet. Today's meetings are about this. And then also it teaches your kids independent work, habits because they have to have their independent list to do between now and your next meeting. Uh, we put sticky notes on the edges of assignments. Uh, we, this is how we actually do our cottage classes. Students come to us one day a week for their whatever classes they've signed up for. And then they put sticky notes on the edges of their book for every homework assignment that I give them. And they're responsible to bring that back the next week when we meet again. And you can do the same thing at home in tutoring sessions rather than daily meetings um, again I don't recommend it for reading and um, you know things like you know first grade math you might have to just meet every day um, maybe just have a first grade meeting where you do reading and math at the same time or whatever keep paperwork, lesson planning on paper on the computer, whatever it might be to a minimum that works for you um, one of the things that I know that I did um, poorly at was I spent a lot of time just writing things out and figuring out what I was doing, writing schedules, writing lesson plans, recording what we did, and so on. Um, and I would, if I had to do over again, that was someplace that I would take the time away from and, and put it somewhere else. So that's another tip. All right, I want to give you practical, practical steps. These are the nuts and bolts that you're going to take everything that I've previously said and you're going to bring this together to try to get control out of your chaos. So to take your chaos for your your days from chaos to control. Um, And it's actually kind of a little bit of an order here, these these tips, so that will help too. Um, And this is the first one, to get the first hour of your day exactly as you want it. Again, we have a tendency to think, I want to fix everything. If I can't fix everything, I may as well just forget it. And instead, get that first hour of your day exactly as you want it to look. Do not worry about the rest of the day. Ask yourself if I didn't do anything at all. I'd just be doing what I did the last six months. So what's, you know, what's the big deal about not doing anything from 10 on to fix things? You know, What I mean is if it's already chaos all day then having chaos from 10 on for another couple of weeks or another month or so is not going to make any difference. You're, you're still going to be at the same point in a, in a month or so. So instead, fix this first hour. Get the first hour of your day exactly as you want it and do not let anything detract you from this goal. The first hour of the day, solving that first hour of the day, will do a lot of things for you. The first thing is that you will feel in control right away, and that's what you really need, you want, you need this empowerment to control your day, you, you need this, this feeling of control, this feeling of, you know, things are not running me, I'm running them, and so solving this first hour will give you a sense of control um, that is actually quite remarkable, and will help you as you seek to control later parts of your day, um, in, in days and weeks to come. Also, um, you will have solved the most important things. Uh, you know generally speaking, those things will be solved first thing in the morning, whatever that might be. Um, and uh, solve it for yourself first. So in other words, um, get your first hour, how you need it. Let the kids sleep, whatever get your first hour exactly as you need it. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. But get it exactly as you need it. And then once that hour is fixed, you can fix other things and you can improve more parts of your day. Next, teach teach your kids their morning routines. Um, You can jump down. Considerations for morning routines. Uh, Absolutely no electronics until they're completed. Uh, The other thing about... Control rather than chaos is that you have got to be able to be firm with your children about what you want to happen. And you can't do that if you don't have it in your own heart first. You know, it's just like Bible teaching, it's just like heart teaching, it's just like character teaching. It has to be, you have to have it first before you can give it to them. So you solve your first hour: mom, shower, Bible, straight in the bedroom, dressed and ready for the day, something out or started for dinner that night exercise if possible time with your little kids if you have a nursing baby if you have toddlers preschoolers that first hour or 90 minutes or whatever um, put them in that schedule too but once you have yours then you can teach your kids their morning routines next Uh, for older kids shower bible personal areas of the house whether it's their bedroom or whatever they need to clean up make the bed so forth um, exercise, if, if you have time, that's an important thing to you, um, whatever that might be. For littles, they can, they can have a morning routine chart, too. Um, and we started out with a one of the, we have a lot of different ideas at the blog um, for this. One of those, for littles, is a pie, it's divided into fourths, that says, and has pictures on it, dress, mess, room, groom. Dress means that they change out of their pajamas, they put their clothes on, so forth mess they clean up anything that they have had out um so whatever they can't just leave their pajamas out and they can't just leave stuff in the bathroom after they groom and so forth um room means they've cleaned their room made their beds so forth groom means they're ready for the day um grooming wise and this little rhyme dress mess room groom um can solve a lot of problems. You can teach your kids how to do these four things and make sure that they know what all is involved in each of the four aspects. And be firm. Nothing else will happen until these things are done. No fruit loops in front of the television. No uh, Facebook. No YouTube. Nothing will happen until these things are completed. Um, if you want a scheduled, a good scheduled day, you need to be firm about what happens in the morning. And this is also important for for disciplines in general and for personal disciplines for for your children to develop. Because we all know people who are online, you know, a lot. They're on Pinterest, they're on Facebook, Instagram, and they spend you know a couple of hours a day just surfing, whatever. And Our time can just be sucked away from us, just eaten up, and uh, without having things done and in place that we need to be responsible for and we need to be consistent in. So next, teach kids their morning routines. Number three, their first chore session of the day. Uh, If you can drop down, have a little bit about that, but I have a whole, I have probably 30 blogs on chores Blog post on chores and a couple of podcast episodes on chores too. Um, but for your first chore session, attach it to something. Uh, if, you're, if you're down on the list where it says considerations for first chore session, attach it to something. We attached it to breakfast. So 20 to 30 minutes before breakfast is our chore session. Everybody works at the exact same time. It's time to start chores. So the morning routines are all done, you know, then we're moving on to. Um, to our chore session and with everybody working at the same time nobody there's not this you know I had to do the dishes and he only had to do this or whatever everybody has their sessions everybody has their work during this session put the most important things in this session the things that have to be done every single day the things that absolutely must be done one load of laundry wiping down the bathrooms picking up and decluttering unloading dishes doing the trash fixing breakfast Whatever it might be. Now, um, I have uh, some blog posts about this, too. Uh, uh, Laundry, dishes, trash, twice a day, no matter what. And um, if you find you have a lot of laundry stacking up, a lot of dishes stacking up, of trash stacking up, then I would really recommend that you go to that because that, that truly changed my life, actually, when I decided that I will not do anything else until I've done these three things twice a day, just like brushing my teeth. Laundry, dishes, trash, twice a day. So, um... Anyway, that's a consideration for the first chore session. In What this looks like in reality is that you have one person who's the kitchen person, and that person makes breakfast, sets a table, unloads the dishes. You know, you have 20 minutes. There's plenty of time to do that. Another person folds the laundry that was in the dryer last night, move, washes another load, moves it over, wipes down the bathrooms. Another person gathers the trash every place and declutters and... Um, another person you know does another maybe a weekly chore or whatever if you have three or four people and what happens is the things that need done every single day are done one time no matter what and you, this you fix fix the first hour you get your morning routine done you get the kids' morning routines in place and make, make consequences for not following through the thing about teaching your children to go from getting up in the morning and doing nothing or playing or watching videos or whatever it might be to doing this is that it's going to take a lot of backbone, but it is so worth it and it's not, it's worth it for your day. It's worth it for their day, but it's also worth it for them for lifelong habits and for learning because we as homeschoolers can get too lax. We can get where, you know, kids kind of get up and they've got their Cocoa Puffs and they're, you know, sitting watching cartoons in the morning or whatever, and then we're like, we got to do school kids, we got to do school kids, we got to do school. Well, we're not really doing them any favors by running the school day like that. That's not, that's not how we would be running things if we were going to work, and that's not how we would want them to be doing if they went to school, and I know... We homeschool because we don't want to have to do exactly what the school is doing. But is that the kind of adult that we want them to become? You know, is that the kind of adult we want to be? You know, I don't want my kids to think of me as somebody who gets up and just messes around and doesn't get things accomplished. And I don't want them to think that I'm the kind of mom who is not going to follow through and make sure that they're getting a good education. And so there are so many things that come into play with these first three steps, getting control out of chaos, getting the first hour of your day exactly as you want it for yourself, teaching the kids a morning routine, teaching the first chore session. Then next, I recommend that you get a handle on independent work. Now, again, we're not going to do this all at one time. So get you get your first hour, and maybe your kids don't even know you're doing anything. Maybe you're just working on yourself for a couple of weeks, and you're getting that down pat. Get an accountability partner, whatever. Get that morning down pat, that first hour. And then you got your morning routines for your kids. Kids, this is what I do in the morning. Now I'm going to teach you how to do this. You know, maybe you do, and then you do the kids' morning routines for a couple of hours. I mean, for a couple of weeks. And then the first chore session of the day, and then a handle on their independent work. It's really important that your kids have certain things that they do every single day for housework, but also for school. That they have certain things that they do, regardless of whether you've met with them, regardless of whether. Uh, They had a group time with you or a a tutoring block with you. That shouldn't matter. They should have an independent list that is theirs every single day. This is your list. It's your responsibility every day. You don't get free until this is done. And that independent list, you'll be surprised. You might have kids who just zip through their morning routines because they just want to get started. They just want to get that list done. They want to get their math page out of the way. They want to get their penmanship page out of the way. They want to get these things done. And, um... You're teaching them vital study skills in the process. Next, your all-together time is in place. That, you know, if you do a unit study session or whatever, that that's in place. Tutoring sessions are in place. And then lastly, a second chore session is in place. And again, I have more about those chore sessions at a couple different places, podcast episodes and blog posts. So I hope that you can see that you can turn your day from chaos to control From, um, you know, rowdy to routine, so to speak. (laughs) And you can do it by taking baby steps. You can do it by starting out first thing in the morning and improving yourself. You can do it by staying, being firm with your children about the expectations. Get dad involved. Have a family meeting. This is what we're going to do starting on Monday. We're going to have these morning routines. And these are the things that we want you to do. I have more information on the blog about that, how we timed our kids' activities to let them see how long they would take so they could see that they really can get this done in a 30-minute morning routine. Don't let the morning routine drag on and on forever. You know, Once you know how quickly they can get it done, be sure that that they do it in that time period. So I hope that this has helped you see how you can turn your day from chaos to control and from rowdy to routine and... um, I hope that you'll join us some more, send in some more questions. I'll see if I can help you in other ways with your homeschooling, teaching, language arts, writing, parenting. uh, Schedule a Raising Kids with Character Parenting Seminar. Check us out. We have 50 workshops that we would love to do at your homeschool convention. So thank you for joining me. This has been Donna Reich with Wondering Wednesday.